it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome to Information Operation. The news cycle has been uh, a fire hose for the last few weeks. And uh, with us today is someone who's breaking news every day. We're not in the studio, but uh, Joe Altman is. Welcome to the show, Joe. Hey, thanks for having me, Todd. So we've got a little background noise here on my end now. But uh, anyway, um, I would like you to just go through what's been happening in your lawsuit because it's been splashed all over the news every day with Altman and Satan, or not Altman, but Coomer and Satan and, and everything. So can you just give us a 30,000 foot view of what's happening? You know, it's uh, obviously I'm, I'm, getting, um, I'm getting sued by Eric Coomer. I stepped out obviously last year and uh, had some unfortunate information. I say unfortunate because it's never good to have to uncover, um, you know, potential fraud in an election that affects the voice of the American people. So I'm going to walk you through a couple of, of timelines. Mm -hmm. So September is when I was on the Antifa call, did all of my research, made sure that I knew who it was. From there, you go into October, middle of October, I announced that I had found Antifa journalist, which is what I was really looking for. I wasn't looking for Eric Coomer. Fast forward to the election on November 3rd. Um, we all saw what happened. You know, this big spike that happened in multiple states, systems came down. Uh, November 6th, I'm up hunting. Somebody sends me something that Eric Coomer was the representative in a uh, uh, news article. So he was the, the I guess, the, the, the now the marketing. He's not just the security and strategy director. He now takes care of all the um, stuff in the media. Mm -hmm. um, so that was on the 6th. Uh, on the ninth, had a podcast and said, Hey, here's what I uncovered about Eric Coomer. He posted the Antifa manifesto. I had to put some information together to validate it. I was able to gather a bunch of information, have conversations with people about who Eric Coomer was. Um, fast forward to the multiple, uh, different interviews that I did, um, going into December, December 8th or so, Eric Coomer does an op-ed in the Denver post where he says that those posts that the, the 80 posts or so that I had of Eric Coomer being very vile and anti-Trump, anti-American, anti-police uh, rhetoric, the Antifa manifesto, wishing someone was dead, um, just the, the vulgarness over many years that he had. All of those were fabricated. Uh, fast forward from there, get sued uh, because what, what does a guy that has a that worship, you know, I, I guess apparently worship Satan do, but, uh, you know, try to ruined my Christmas, I guess, served me with a lawsuit to sue me on December um, 22nd or 23rd. Also sued Gateway Pundit, uh, Sidney Powell, President Donald Trump's campaign, um, uh, Mayor Giuliani, uh, Eric Metaxas, uh, Michelle Malkin, uh, uh, 15, 15 people total. Uh, Newsmax at the time, um, who frankly is a, is a part of the um, 
disinformation crew, if you ask me. Sorry, not a big fan. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, that goes way back to Hillary Clinton and others. But Way back. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, get into January, hire an attorney. Uh, January 5th, I go to Washington because at this point, I'm, now I'm doubling down. I'm a tech, I'm an ex-tech CEO. Uh -huh. I built my company on a cocktail napkin. Very successful. Never took a dollar of outside capital. Hmm. Uh, have no debt. And um, so getting to January, January 5th, I go to Washington, D.C. I build a model for how they actually stole the election by looking through all the information with um, with Dominion. Uh, January 6th, I'm in uh, the State Department uh, briefing council for uh, the Secretary of State Pompeo, who was flabbergasted at what I was unclosing with or disclosing to him. I was in a skiff, so no phones, no anything. I had to bring in paper and show it to him. Um, got back out wow. to what happened where people were, you know, voicing their opinion of the election being stolen. The election was stolen. No matter of gaslighting you can, we can say is going to change the fact that they created a coup on the American people and they weaponized the mainstream media and technology to do it. Of course we're seeing it today. Yeah. And then, so, uh, the seventh, I get a phone call from my CFO who I just hired, um, uh, in the company on January uh, 7th, saying that the, the executive team had run, uh, had lost faith in me. Turns out he was telling everyone that I was at the Capitol on, on January 6th, which I wasn't. Mm. Uh, fire him. They tried to take over my bank accounts. That was unsuccessful. I shut down everything, flew back to, to uh, um, Denver. Um, that's when were those, all were those personal bank accounts or? Oh, business bank accounts, 25 okay, yeah. you know, all my companies. Yeah. It, it was it was basically an attempt to basically steal all the money in my accounts and and uh, make wow. it very difficult for me to, to fight. It was almost successful. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I want to go back. The death threat started uh, a day or so after uh, the Coomer uh, expose. Now, keep in mind, I did not attack Dominion. I attacked the person in Dominion who said that not to worry about Trump. He's not going to win. I made right. sure of it. So uh, I know Dominion didn't have the death threats. It was directly related to Coomer. And this is, you know, this is what he does. Right. And so uh, Dominion didn't have any uh, ability or, or didn't have any reason to come after me. I mean, mm -hmm. if they're a legitimate company, then, you know, they shouldn't have served me with paperwork saying that they're going to sue me to high heaven, which is what they did to everyone that filed an affidavit, by the way, of the fraud that happened in the, in the election. Uh, fast forward through uh, to May after we've had several um, uh, judges on the case with Coomer, a judge who had been on the bench for 20 years ruled that they could not have discovery. And if they didn't have the goods to show that I lied, which I did not lie, 100%, I did not lie. I told the absolute truth, never changed the story, never added, never embellished it. I don't really like the public specters of being out in the public. I only got involved in this because I was watching my communities burn across the nation and them taking the constitution, balling it up and throw it in the trash. And I was, you know, I, I have a either I have an immense amount of courage or an immense amount of stupidity. You pick. Um, I'll pick the courage. I, I don't have a, I don't have a lot of fear. Uh, the Bible says 365 times fear not. And so I choose to follow God. When you let go of the fear, everything is possible, right? Everything, everything. And, and, and by the way, it's very freeing because people are like, how do you feel? Oh, Joe, are you OK with the lawsuit? The thing that I have a trouble with is the fact that they lie, cheat and steal and that they've compromised our judiciary they've compromised our legislative branch they've compromised right. the gop and the the uh, uh democrats both sides it's like a uniparty they they work in unison 
uh, which I don't think you know this, but GOPs around the country are actually urging people to vote for Democrats so they can get rid of people that would vote for Trump. Oh, this we've, we've detailed that in Georgia in depth with a firm called Landmark Communications, which has been running Democrats in Republican races uh, or in nonpartisan races, they call it, and also just held a big fundraiser. Yeah, for a Democrat. Yeah, yeah exactly. What are we doing here? Yeah, no kidding. Right? No kidding. So, so and they uh, try to justify it, but it doesn't work. Yeah. So uh, then we had a hearing where the judge says, or, excuse me, not a hearing, but uh, the judge said you can't have discovery. That 20-year judge was promptly removed from the case. A new judge who was a family law uh, attorney, never been on the bench before, was appointed mm -hmm. by this leftist uh, governor in Colorado who, frankly, is probably one of the biggest pieces of trash out there who has basically stripped people of their rights, treat them like slaves, um, and done some really awful things to people in Colorado, um, including saying things at the, at the uh, at press conferences to individually go after people and bully people in our community. Um, so a uh, new judge put on the bench within four days does what's called a sua sponte, which is a volunteering of information uh, to the to the uh, plaintiff and saying, hey, look, if you want me to relook at that, that uh, motion that was denied with lots of different legal reasons why it was denied in an anti-slap state, you don't get access to discovery, uh, just let me know. You have four days. So within mm -hmm. the four days, it's as if they were having a conversation the plaintiff's attorney, who's, by the way, the biggest piece of trash lawyer, he's a liar. This yeah. guy, just, just like the rest of them, he's just a flat-out liar. We caught him. He's, he's lied so many times throughout this thing. It's unbelievable. But the, the judge, uh, within that four days, the thing was sent in. Uh, we responded with him one day. The judge, before the ink was even dry, overruled a 20-year judge. Doesn't cite any sort of legal precedent to overrule the judge. Just overrules the judge and offers discovery to the to uh, the plaintiff, to Eric Coomer. Um, so then they, uh, the judge says that there's a probable falsity because of the time difference, made up a bunch of stuff. I mean, and then we found out later that this judge marched in the Antifa protest in June of 2020, right? Uh, we we uh, served information to the judge uh, to get access to emails that came back and forth about uh, Coomer. We had access to a couple of emails already and they failed to provide those emails Then provided other emails that were redacted and hid information from us. Um, then you get into uh, wow. having, having me give up the Antifa uh, guy that got me on the call. I wouldn't do it. I gave him the information that was in my notes because it was in my notes. And then uh, the, the uh, Facebook uh, person that gave me access to all the Facebook posts, they wanted his information. Uh, we were able to get a deposition of Eric Coomer as well. I mean, they deposed me for, I think, a total of 16 hours. Right. Well, lied, lied to the judge and said that I wouldn't, you know, the people that were representing the organizations, which were not a part of this, right? The organizations weren't a part of it. Actually, you could argue that Conservative Daily is, but yeah. then they just came after all of uh, any company that I'm associated with or nonprofit I'm associated with, which again is abuse of power, but the, the judge doesn't see that, I guess. And um, so uh, fast forward uh, through all of that, I get deposed. Um, I, I tell the truth because I always tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Eric Coomer, we finally get to the point where he does an article with the New York Times, a puff piece, where they try to make him look like a good guy. Um, and uh, he admits in there that he deleted Facebook posts from mm -hmm. his account before he filed for the lawsuit against us, which wow. is illegal. Yeah. Um, and that he was a skinhead. He's an ex-drug addict. 
um, you know, validated some of the information we found out about him, but they made him seem like a good guy as they attacked me. Well, wasn't this under seal for a while? I mean, they tried to not, hide the position. Not right? that, but, the, but oh. then, yeah. So this is the best okay. part. So okay. nothing's under seal for me. Right. There's the, the, the plaintiff's attorney is having uh, ex parte conversations with the judge without, mm -hmm. our, that means that without our attorneys, the attorney for Coomer is having conversations with the judge's clerk, which is illegal. Sure. Right. It's completely improper, illegal. It's sanctionable and it will be sanctioned because we're going to go after him. Right. Doesn't disclose it. And then finds out because they sent over a billing notice because I was sanctioned for not giving up that information. In the billing statement, it shows that they were having those conversations with the, with the clerk, which, again, is illegal. You're not allowed to have it. Judge comes out and says, oh, I'm sealing the deposition for Eric Coomer so nobody can see that but leaves it open for me. So I get attacked by the leftist media, right? These leftist terrorists in the media. They're not, we're not going to call them journalists because they're not. There's no journalistic integrity to what these people have done. Well, it's an information operation, but go ahead. Yeah. Right. So um, seals his deposition. There's another ex parte uh, communication that happens that I can't even tell you about. That should remain sealed because I'm not sure I trust it, number one. And number two, it just seems too convenient, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my attorney sends it to me and says, uh, you can't share this, but holy cow. And so I look at it and I'm like, this, is, this can't be real. So I said it to my attorney. I was like, look, this is probably a nothing burger. I wouldn't pay attention to this. Um, it seems too convenient um, because it's very damning for Coomer if it's true. Hmm. Um, and it's not from me, right? But it's very damning if it's, if it's true. There's a but lot then, of stuff floating around that you really have to vet these days. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so then from there... Uh, we get into um, his deposition. She seals it. Nobody asked her to seal it. Nobody <laughs> asked her to seal Coomer's deposition. She volunteers again to seal his deposition. Again, she is an Antifa sympathizer at best or a right. member at worst, right? Put in a position by a radical governor, mm -hmm. never had any experience, put on this case, attacked me, attacked me, attacked me, tried to be punitive to me, threatened to hold me in contempt of court for not giving up information that they're not entitled to legally broke every procedure all the way up to that point. So I start coming out publicly against the judge and I'm like, this this judge is a piece of trash. This judge is trash. And they're like, Oh, Joe, you have to respect the court. No, I don't. I don't have to respect the court that basically is in a state of lawlessness. that wants to persecute me and wants to violate the law. What's the remedy for that, Joe? I mean, what, I mean, long-term. I mean, well, with we have more information. I've been able to collect a lot more information on the yeah. judge, the judge's yeah. husband, what he does. He's a mm -hmm. fixer. He's a lawyer and a fixer in different environments having to do with real estate. It just so happens that the attorney for Coomer is a real estate transaction attorney down in Texas that's working out of a small legal office uh, in Salida. Um, it, it's crazy. It's, it, the whole thing is crazy. So then you get down to the deposition. He lies in the deposition. Then he lies again. Then he lies about lying, about not lying, and then lying. He became completely unhinged. Couldn't even come up with a term of what often meant. Often. Well, what do you think? consider often? Oh, he wouldn't even answer that question. <laughs> then, th then, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. So, so then, basically, from the deposition, she had to unseal it. She had to unseal it because she knew that if she did not unseal the the deposition that it was going to be that final nail in the coffin. Right. And for her. She, 
the, the yeah. best way for this judge to get out of it is to throw the case out and award attorney fees for all of us to um, to all the the defendants because Coomer is 100% not telling the truth in any way. So he said he was never on a call, but then conveniently they found a call now. They found they they now know what call it was. Now found a person who is going to testify that 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 call was a BLM call. It wasn't an Antifa call. <laughs> I mean, it, it gets it gets even weirder than that. Um, if you go through, I don't know if you follow the Gateway Pundit. Oh, um, yeah. Jim's a good friend of ours. He, he, he is on fire right now. He's on fire. So he uncovered, based on the deposition, that Eric Coomer has a tattoo on his arm that is uh, recommended by, is number one by the Church of Satan. Right? That's That's on his arm. Um, and if you know anything about, uh, which is like, I think it's a picture of a Pope and like yeah. getting electrocuted or something. I it's couldn't really screaming, figure it out. Yeah. Screaming or something. Yeah. yeah. It's called screaming Pope. I yeah. believe. Um, yeah, that's what it's called. But, but so that, that's a strange twist to the whole thing, but that's not all Todd. That's not all. It, it, it gets worse than that. So Eric, um, Verifies that he has Antifa Facebook posts, extreme left bias. Mm -hmm. Verifies the things that we that we posted. Said in his deposition that they they when he wrote the article on twelve eight, and he said that those posts were fabricated. He was talking about different posts that weren't my posts, the posts that I posted. It had nothing to do with me at all. It had to do with other posts that were out in the media that other people shared that weren't my posts that were fabricated. <laughs> and so when asked, well, do you have those posts? Oh, no. No, I don't have those posts. Of course not. But the posts that I put up, all of those are true. But he sued me after deleting all of his Facebook posts and then said, I never denied those posts were his. But then he also denied in another ARC, whatever, ARC uh, up in Sedalia or Salida, that that those posts were fabricated. So he tells everyone fabricated, 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 right? And then he comes back and said, oh, I wasn't talking about those. I was talking about the ones that were in national media that were making their way around. So, we so do you think these people are just uh, so used to, uh, you know, getting by with criminal acts that, or, or they, that they would file the suit against you knowing that if anybody, I mean, did they just not think you would fight back? Or what, what, do, you, what they, do you think of this? They did not do much research on me. Oh, okay. I mean, look, I have no quit. Yeah. I have yeah. no quit. I'm not yeah. a guy that's going to back down. I've never started a fight. And, and I'm a hard target, Todd. Sure. I'm a really hard target. Number one, I've given of my time, money, effort, foundation, giving inner city kids educations. I sat on a board for, for uh, refugees coming here to give them jobs and opportunities. I started a, uh, a uh, faith organization that works between Muslims, Christians, and Jews, trying to create peace and reconciliation uh, in between the Abrahamic faiths. I'm, I'm a very learned guy. I, I read, I've read probably a couple thousand books. Mm -hmm. um, I volunteer to play football with uh, guy. We have a, a football league that we play with other teams that are based in the inner area of Denver with kids that are 18 to 30, super, super good people. I use that as a way to, to uh, uh, mentor and to uh, influence young people. I, my dad's black. My mom's white. My whole family's interracial. I grew up in a very poor community with eight people. My brother was murdered by a police officer. I'm very, you know, very torn on, I support the police in my area, but I don't necessarily 
um, support it in inner cities where they they abuse people. So so I'm I'm a walking contradiction. Yeah, you're right. Hard target. But how do how do yeah. you call me a you can't call me a, you can't call me a racist? Oh, right. that doesn't work. Right. You can't call me a homophobe. My my business partner was gay, married, Jewish, father of two. One of my closest friends started my company with me nine years ago, right? That I had to walk away from. Yeah. I gave up being a CEO. I, I had a great job. I was a two-time Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year nominee. I was a finalist in 2020. They told me if I wouldn't have walked away, if I'd have walked away from all the political stuff long before the election, that I'd have won that award. But I chose the people. I didn't want to sit on a beach and drink a Mai Tai while the rest of the world burned. I wanted to protect things from my kids and my grandkids and your oh, kids and your grandkids. That's, that's the whole point is, you know, people are fighting not for ourselves, but for the future. Right. I mean, I have kids too. You don't want, you don't want them growing up in this garbage basically. No, but, and, and I'm a, I'm a strong believer in God. I mean, I, I follow God. Look, I'm not perfect. I get, I get angry at times. I get really angry. I, I do. Sure. Sure. I get angry because I'm watching them hurt people. Justifiably so. people. Yeah. Yeah. Righteous anger. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so but, the, but we found out that he was, he was a skinhead, but he's a non-racist skinhead. He's not Antifa, but he considers himself an anti-fascist. Interesting. <laughs> he's, 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 he's uh, spinning at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, he's an ex heroin addict. He said that he did. He, he's ex. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, so how do you see this case playing out? I mean, how does this deposition being unsealed impact your legal issues, shall we say? Well, I, I want to tell you, I've shared a bunch of stuff from the deposition over the last couple of days. I've mm -hmm. called out to um, the New York Times saying, hey, listen, why don't you guys run an article on the real Eric Coomer? Mm -hmm. I mean, you wrote a puff piece and then you you basically defamed me. And and Todd, I'm writing down all the different people that wrote bad stuff about me. Sure. All the URLs, everything. When this is done, I'm going after all of them. All of them. You call me a right-wing conspiracy theorist? Oh, am I? Oh, no, that's all right. You, you keep defaming me. You keep slandering me. See, reputation is the thing that man can screw up, and character is the thing that God judges you by. So I'll take, I'll take my judgment by God. So, so, so Coomer, we know what he is now, but... Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit and head to Tina Peters in Mesa County. And I apologize for the background noise here. That's right. Video, but um, we uh, saw at the cyber symposium when she first was unveiled and, and saw that she imaged before and after the trusted build by Dominion. And now there's an official report that's come out, which you can speak to, because I think a lot of our audience is very interested in that. So it's really interesting. This was written by a guy named Jeffrey O'Donnell. And mm -hmm. I'll provide you the link. I think I sent it over to you before if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, so this is a forensic uh, analysis of data and processes. Now, Jeffrey O'Donnell was asked to do this report as a secondary. So he did not have the conversations with people like Sharona and Tina Peters. He was doing it on the outside. And I think one of the reasons why they gave him the report is because they thought that he would look favorably on the findings, kind of mm -hmm. like what, what uh, happened in Maricopa County. Uh, with Doug Logan. I, I, I know I know Doug Logan is a very good man. I just think that he is he's not being he's not being 100 percent honest with himself. When you get to the point where it's 80 or 90 percent and you know that all this fraud and they're hiding information from you, you don't hide things that you that don't lead you to a path where there's fraud. Yeah. So 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 Jeff presented this report to several others outside of me. Now, I didn't know about it. Somebody called mm -hmm. 
And he thought it was strange that he was presenting the report and his findings in a very unemotional way. And yet they were going to suppress it. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah. So people stopped calling him back. The other media outlets you're talking about, basically. No, no, no. I'm yeah. talking about people that, within the movement. I see. That, are, that, that asked him to do this, that said, hey, look, you're a secondary guy. People that should be for us. Mm hmm but weren't necessarily for us because they just wanted a guy that they thought maybe would be, you know, say there's nothing to see in Mesa County. Interesting. It turns out that Jeff couldn't turn his back on it. The deeper he got into it, the worse it got. So if you want, I could read you some of the excerpts from yeah, it. Go ahead. It's, it's fascinating to see what he came up with. And I talked to him at length on the phone. I wanted to make sure he understood the system and he does. And he understands the math and the data and he's built secondary reports. And he, you know, it bothered him so much. This is in the interview I did last night with him. It bothered him so much that he said, Joe, it just, it kept me up. I, I couldn't go, I, I couldn't not disclose it, although I didn't want to. Because I said to him, look, if you're going to put your name on this and you put it out there, yeah. your life's about to change. Oh, People for sure. are going to, it, it's, you know, you're, you're an engineer. So, so let me first tell you who, who Jeff is, right? Okay. So Jeff is not just some guy that just came off the street that just learned how to, to do uh, database and, and system analysis, right? He was a database and system analyst, um, had 40 years experience in software and database design. His experience includes work with Rockwell International, Westinghouse Nuclear, Mellon Bank, and the Penn State Applied Research Lab. He also has extensive experience in analyzing and predicting trends in large data sets. Um, and, and I validated that. So I went through it, just asked him a couple questions. I am an SME in system architecture. I built a system here. I, I did not, I'm not the coding expert. I'm the system architect. Like this is what I right. needed to do. This is what the math looks like. Here are the algorithms. And so as I'm walking through the report, this is how he starts the report. And I called him and I go, this is, you're, you're stepping out. You're saying what the quiet part out loud. This report documents data and process anomalies found during a forensic analysis of the drive image of Mesa County, Colorado's Dominion election management server. These anomaly, anomalies cast significant doubt as to whether Mesa County's 2020 general election was run in a fair and legal manner. This analysis was performed using the backup forensic image of the election management system, EMS, which was saved before Dominion Voting Systems, DVS, re-imaged the county's servers. Server, excuse me. The facts presented lead to the conclusion that, number one, the true vote count in Mesa County, Colorado cannot be accurately calculated for the 2020 general election. As such, the county's vote should be decertified. Persons unknown. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's like the, the smack you in the face, right? That's what should Persons, have been the uh, Maricopa County audit report. Well, it should have been. And, yeah. and the draft said so. The yeah. draft said yeah. so. And that came from someone on Doug's team. Mm -hmm. But then you saw people that were on the left and you saw people that were weaponized on the right say, oh, Joe shared the draft with the mainstream media. No, I didn't. No, I did not. I shared I shared the draft that said that the election should be decertified. Right. It was not presented as the final draft to the Arizona State Senate, but should have been because it said clearly this election should be decertified. I don't want to so, change gears in midstream, but do you think uh, Logan was threatened? I had heard you know, possible taking away his liability insurance, things like that from the Senate. Do you know anything about they, that real quick? They, yes, I do know something about that. And he was threatened. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure he saw or did not see. I think what weighs heavily on Doug Logan's mind is the constitutional crisis. Mm -hmm. that, that this is a domino that will fall and it will ripple across the entire nation. Well, it needs and to. Now, 
but it already is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to act like it's not because you can't see the smoldering fire. What you don't realize is just above that surface when the plastic melts, the gasoline is going to explode. That's sure. where we're at as a country. I completely right? agree. And he could have at least put it to bed once and for all. Because in the hearing that happened, you had the Arizona state, uh, was it the election uh, supervisors mm -hmm. that said, yes, they admitted to deleting information, which is against the law. Sure. Which is against so, the law. So back to Colorado. Okay, back to Colorado. The second part says persons unknown performed actions that caused the loss of important data obscuring the source of over 5,500 ballots. Processes and practices used by the DVS election management software are not conducive in the running of a fair and accurate election. As such, the software should not be used for managing elections until such time as the documented security flaws are demonstrably fixed. Evidence supporting these findings is documented in the report. That's a big sandwich, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so he goes through and talks about, in the first part, numerous federal and state laws exist to attempt to safeguard our elections. And it goes through those, those compliance standard 2002 Federal Election Commission standards, uh, CRS 1-5-601.5. Uh, um, and he goes through all that stuff. And then it gets into definition of terms, obviously, in the database topography. So he shows you how the scanned ballots go to the tabulation database, adjudication database, and down to the election uh, main election database. Now, when he gets into the results of the analysis, he talks about data integrity violation leading to uncertain results first. And in that, which I thought was interesting, um, he goes through date stamps. And on October 19th, 85 batches consisting of 8,256 ballots were scanned into the system. 799 was referred to manual adjudication. Manual adjudication, which is 9.7%. Now, uh, Dominion has stated that anything above 5% would be highly irregular, and it's typically a lot less than that. Now, they didn't describe well, federal, a lot less. Federal laws, it's very... Point, yeah, 0.1%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On October 20th, 116 additional batches, considering of 11,359 ballots were processed, 1,128 of these ballots were referred to manual adjudication. That's a 9.9%. Now, what we were able to do on the math side, which I don't want to get too deep in, that's outside mm -hmm. of this, is we were able to look at possible PID components and or um, uh, energy decay models. Well, just so you know, Eric Coomer's uh, doctorate thesis included energy decay models in it. Mm -hmm. um, it's coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Um, the, the batches on October 21st, uh, vote data and database alteration occurred. 66 batches consisting of 6,298 ballots were processed up to 2.14 p.m. local time. 239 of these ballots were referred to manual adjudication, which is 3.7%. At this time, the system showed the following occurred. This is crazy. Ready? New adjudication and tabulation databases were created. Below shows the names and dates of the original and new databases. And then it goes through and shows you what the batches are and the new copies in the batches. And then it says 5,567 votes were contained in batch 2 through 59. Uh, the specific IDs of which will be included in reference section A. They were untouched in the main election database, meaning that they were are part of the official reporting election totals for the county. Now, as you get further down and you start reading about that, you you start to um, figure out that those ballots. Let me see where I get to it. Because the information about batches two for 59 were not copied to the operating adjudication database, this linkage would be impossible. 
Impossible. Impossible, which means you can't, you don't know what the, the providence is of those ballots. Right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm not even through, I'm not even get through the intentional purging of log files. So the law, remember what happened in Antrim? Yeah. Intentional purging of, of log files. You remember what happened in Arizona? Intentional purging of log files. Now, one of the things that Eric Coomer said in his deposition when he was questioned on why, when he was asked if he could just change, go in and change votes like they did in the Democrat National Convention for Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. he said, well, that would be illegal and it would be impossible without leaving a, leaving a trail. Well, Eric Coomer was right. It does leave a trail. But if you do the things that are in here, intentionally purging the log files, and you see that basically that this process of what they've done is not just in Maricopa County, not just in Antrim County, not just in Clark County, not just in what happened in Georgia. It's everywhere. They purge these files everywhere. Wow. And I'm going to show you that the analogy that I used yesterday is you have a whiteboard, right? And you take a magic marker and you white, write a line that, that drafts out the entire pathway. But right behind it, you walk with an eraser and you erase the entire pathway that you have on the whiteboard. When you're done, there's nothing to see. Sure. That's the part the American people need to understand is that what I'm about to tell you about the purge files is that those purge files will show you that what they did, Eric was right, quiet part out loud. You couldn't do it without showing a pathway. So then they just figured out a way to erase the pathway and make it impossible to say, hey, look, you can't do audits. You can't get the ballots. We know that there's fraudulent ballots. We, 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 Javon talked about it. Yeah, sure. We know that the ballot boxes were open in Maricopa County and that they were stuffed with ballots that didn't align with or have any providence back to the actual system, 274,000 of those. Well, now you have a small county where the, the county clerk and recorder comes out and says, I'm going to do an investigation on the secretary of state. I'm gonna, Something doesn't feel right here. And there are other county clerk and recorders that are doing the same thing with ESNS, Hart, you name it, across the board. It, right? So you think other counties have imaged prior to the, 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 the build or whatever it's called? Or, what if what if I told you that is happening pretty much in lots of different places? That would and be then, a good thing. Yeah, it's it's happening, and they and they wrote an article about it saying, "Oh my gosh, Joe is he, he's he's getting other people to come forward." Yeah, because they're Americans and they want to protect the voice of the American people. Of course, That's what they are, right? Of course. So the log files. Todd, am I going too deep? No, John. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So the, the logs that are regularly purged are standard window events log, including system application and service logs, which would show all applications run and errors accounted, uh, encountered. Sorry. Go on. Whew. Network logs, which would show connection to the server from other computers. Yeah. Right? right. Windows Defender antivirus and anti-malware logs, which would show malware intrusions into the server. So anybody that comes from the outside, right? Of note. An analysis of the deleted files on the system showed that Windows Defender logs were often manually deleted. Which means they went in and found certain files and, and got rid of them. Well, keep in mind, yeah. the network logs were deleted. And now the Windows Defender logs, which would show those network logs, were deleted yeah. as well. Right. What did I say about the whiteboard? Yeah. Guys, listen, if the whiteboard here you're, you're and you're walking behind it with an eraser, you'd never know that it existed. Whew, this is big. Microsoft SQL server logs, which would show database activity and the process, processes which cause that activity. 
So you uh, you delete the, the 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 server logs, you delete the antivirus, you delete the network logs, and you delete the log events. I can do anything I want to that system. Except completely. So, if, I mean, there, but you have you see the deletions, right? I mean, that's what you see the have. deletions. But yeah. it's like this. It's like who done it? Yeah. The body's laying in the street, dead. Yeah. Right. You backtrack everything. You 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 erase everything. You bleach the arms of the killer. Mm -hmm. What's left? Circumstance, circumstantial evidence. Except but this is an election yeah, that you're right. supposed to preserve all these things because you have a law that says 22 months you have to preserve these things. So is the attorney general not prosecuting that? Is that because oh. that's obviously a criminal act? Right? They're attacking Tina Peters, trying to remove her yeah. for giving the information to the American people. Is this the AG or the Secretary of State? Secretary of State with the AG, and by the way. Merrick Garland is cooperating and helping Mesa County prosecute Belinda, who is the deputy secretary of state, who they removed illegally, who is acting under the under the direction of a legally elected person inside the office, county clerk and recorder for Mesa County, who said, Belinda, you are the one that is going to do my job here. And they kicked her out. And she said, go back, use my credentials. So then they arrested her for burglary, a grandmother. Wow. Someone, by the way, who has served that community and is probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. They weaponize the system again, Todd, against their opposition, a communist and or Marxist move. Sure. So, so anyway, as you go through this, it gets worse and worse. The connection to both uh, local internet and external uh, uh, internet. Remember, remember the poll list for CEO for Dominion said that that doesn't happen. They're not connected to the internet. You don't see that clip much on TV anymore. No. <laughs> why, why, why would you do that? Yeah. The, the software updates weren't done. The existence of SQL Server Management Studio, which makes it easy to access the server from anywhere. Lack of, of referential um, integrity in DVS database tables. Uh, it, it is unconscionable that this system could be used in any state, in any county, in any local election. It's unconscionable. And this system, by the way, is the same architecture they shared amongst ESNS, Smartmatic. And remember, Smartmatic came from Venezuela. Did you know the Venice, that Smartmatic is actually operating in the United States? I did not know that. California. Wow. Amazing. So where, where are we, Todd? Where are we, Todd? We can't, get the, we can't get the mainstream media to pick it up because they're like nothing to see here. But they can't, they cannot get it past the American people who are saying, you stole our election. You've got some dribbling idiot that got 81 million votes and he never left his basement during a pandemic that they well, created. You know, I think we've achieved, you know, the initial or initial goal after the uh, coup was to delegitimize Biden, which I think the American people are there. Um, yeah. Now we have to work on how to rectify and remedy the problem. So, um, you know, to, to answer your question, wh where do we go? I mean, we have to build new media, which we're doing, and it's getting out there. So I think we're becoming effective to some extent, but uh, we really have to find a way to thread the needle and get and get rid of this guy legally, you know? Yeah, but we but it's not the only problem. What they do is they do chaos, mm -hmm. right? There's mm -hmm. an opportunity in chaos. You can rob the bank in chaos. Mm -hmm. So we have the border problem. Like uh, maybe we'll just concentrate oh, yeah. on the border. But what they're finding, yeah. I mean, you have critical race theory and gender fluidity in the schools. Sure, sure. I mean, this morning, Todd, did you know what we talked about this morning on our pod, conservative daily podcast? You know what oh, we talked about? What's that? The fact that a, a young girl was raped in Loudoun oh, County. 
yeah. was raped, raped inside of a school, raped by a kid. Right. So the dad shows up at the board meeting because he was dressed in a he had a skirt on, went into the girl's bathroom and raped his daughter. The police arrested him, threw him to the ground, knowing that his daughter was just raped. Right. Mm -hmm. Loudoun County School District in Virginia covered it up. Nothing to see here. Wow. Let the kid back into the school system and the kid raped another girl. Right. That happened. They charged. How do you deal with that as a father? <laughs> I, I said it this morning. I said yeah. I would have. I would. I would have cut him into a million pieces. Yeah. And you could say that's violent. I would tell yeah. you maybe. I'll yeah. drag him behind the car till his body parts fall off. Yeah. But they charged him with two misdemeanors, and then the judge found him guilty. And the DA had to know that his daughter was raped. So give insult to injury. You create another victim. You let this piece of trash stay in the school, rapes and rapes two girls, one uh, forced sodomization, I guess, and the other one's a rape, mm -hmm. and then offers kids counseling because the dad was arrested in the school because his daughter was just sexually assaulted. Mm. That's the Mazzaro world we're living in, where they make the victim the bad person, right? And make right. the perpetrator the person they protect. That that that's what we're dealing with right now. What do you see? Where do you see? I mean, this is uh, what's her name? Griswold is the Secretary of State. In oh Colorado. yeah, Colorado. So, give us an idea of where what what the status of forces are in Colorado as far as you know. Where does this case go? Where does the uh, Mesa County case go? I mean, wh where do you see? Well, we've got a huge um, thing happening on November sixth, mm -hmm. right? Which is the walk in, mm -hmm. and we're basically going to walk in by the hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And we're going to make our voices heard. You stole an election. You continue to steal elections. You're a bunch of frauds that every part of Colorado is compromised. Every single part is compromised and calling on men to stand up. So we're doing that. We're going to file. Is as that many in lawsuits. Colorado? The What's November, that? November 6th. Is that in Colorado? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's growing across the nation. So okay. we, we hope to have we hope to have in all 50 states. But the idea is let's get 80 million people on the street. Yeah. And people are like, man, you're this is bigger than the insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. That was an address of grievances. A redress of grievances is what happened on January 6th. You stole our election. Now we have the proof all around the nation. We had the proof then. We had the 5,000 affidavits. We had the, the leaky toilet, which turned into a busted pipe. We have the Ruby Freemans. We got the, the truck driver that drove down pallets from New York into Pennsylvania. We got what happened in, in Michigan where they taped up papers on the on the thing. Nothing to see here. Two o'clock in the morning, ballots came in. We have the irregularities that happened in Philadelphia. We have Nevada where we've done canvassing. We have the stuff that happened in Maricopa County. We have the, the audit happening in Texas. We have the fact that these voting companies, we don't even know who owns them. Not more than enough evidence. Possible cyber attacks, et cetera. That's a whole nother level. But yeah, and, and then you have you have the, the stuff with Mike Lindell. I, I don't again, I don't get into PCAPs and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but foreign interference, yes, probably. But I think it was a concerted effort by a bunch of, of terroristic uh, people that want to take over our nation. It's not a coincidence. There's no such thing as a coincidence that our our meltdown is happening right now. It's all planned to destroy and weaken the, the constitution of, of the United States. You have these vaccines that are killing tens of thousands of people. Sure. Right. I mean, and, and they, you have a, a pilot. Uh, did you hear about this? Yeah. A pilot in midair died. Yeah. 
who had just got the vaccine. And they want to say, oh, it's, but it's never happened before, just so you know. Yeah. It's never happened before in the history of, of, of aviation in the U.S. That has never happened before. Yet it did right after the vaccine. They're saying nothing to see here. And they have qualified immunity. The, the vaccine issue is is massive, but no, it, it's an attack on multiple fronts. You're right, um, but my feeling is people are standing up, and we just have to to keep banding together and, and finding ways to resist because it's coming down to that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think that we are we are at a place where we have to pray. We have to have faith. I'm a man of faith. Um, but we also have to act in that faith. You know, the, in uh, uh, James, it says, uh, faith without works is dead. And I think that applies to what we're doing now. We, we, you know, men have been demasculated to the point where they're afraid to get doxxed. They're afraid to be put in a position where, um, you know, afraid they, to they their country jobs. <laughs> yeah, afraid. but but they want to be bring home the bread. They want to be the provider. Yeah. Yeah. They've been told that they're the provider. No, they're not. That's not what God called men to be. God Protect called men... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say protector of children. Protector, protector, yeah. right? It should, you should be able to define the ethos, define the ethics, the mores of our society should be done by fathers. Yet what have they done? They have the, the, the radical left is exactly the opposite of what they say they represent. They say that they're, they're pro minorities. No, they're not. They've killed many of them. They have degraded entire cities. And the education system in those cities and then said, hey, you know what? It's white people. It's these white conservatives that are doing it to you. And they're very in pain. Good, very good at projection. Oh, they're really good at it. But we've let them be that. We have not called them out for being what they are. They're liars. They're pedophiles and rapists and closet racists. These are evil, evil people. It's not a mistake that Eric Coomer has a devil tattoo on his arm. Yeah. Satanism. It's not It's not a mistake that dominion means to rule over, to reign over. So Dominion voting system, to reign over you voting systems, owns 50% of the vote in the United States. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake that George Soros had a nonprofit on the same floor who, who by the way, have people that are board members in that that are closely associated with Dominion voting system. Not a mistake. It's not a mistake that Smartmatic and Dominion are closely connected in code. So what's the next uh, event, I should say, in your series of legal maneuvers? I mean, what's What happens next? I have a hearing tomorrow for the yeah. anti-slap. We have oodles of information. We have oodles of information on the judge. We're just waiting. We're just waiting for the judge to either do the right thing or the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go nuclear. At that point, I'm going to go nuclear. I'm going to... I told my attorney, I go, at what point I can't win an unfair fight? It shouldn't be in Denver. First of all, the case should not be in Denver. Right. It should not be in Denver. There's no venue, proper venue. He doesn't live in Denver. He lives up in, in uh, Salida. All right. I don't live in Denver. I live in Douglas County. Nobody has domiciled in, nobody has domiciled in Denver. No one. So they shopped it to the bluest part of the city where they could control the judge. Again, more corruption mm -hmm. and got past that. And now they moved into the, hey, let's give them uh, um, depositions access to information, got that. That didn't bear anything. So tomorrow and the next day are the hearings where I'll get to see everyone. And those hearings are whether or not the case can go forward. I don't know how any judge in their right mind, even if they are an Antifa sympathizer, even if they are being told by the radical left that you have to, 
you you have to rule this way. We want you to, to let this case continue. Even if all of that is true, even if all of that is true, I don't see how they can get past the massive information related to Eric Coomer that we have. Hmm. I don't I don't know how you get past it. So uh, we have to have you back on <laughs> once you get through the next few weeks and uh, yeah. see where all this is going. But, yeah, um, it's you know, it's uh, I just have faith. I tell people all the time, look, they're, they're going to come after me. They're going to come after other Patriots and people out there. They've gone after Patrick, come after uh, General Flynn. They've gone after President Trump. They've gone after and they just lie. They, they yeah. create rhetoric and they lie and they use the mainstream media and the big tech to prop them up mm -hmm. because they're not a big group. So they walk around in this You're little right. click. Small. Right. They are small. It's 10,000 people, maybe. That's, if if you're lucky, it's ten thousand people, and yeah. then you have another hundred thousand people or so that are just weak and follow along with it, and then you have the people in the government that are sympathizers that get the yeah. loud voice that bully people into believing that they're a bigger group than they are. They're not a big group, and they're weak yeah. people. They're yeah. a bunch of little scaredy cats yeah. that stand together and it's like, oh, I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna use all this technology to do it. I mean, look at Zuckerberg. He looks like a freaking lizard. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. Since they was, I just said he might have given an interview where he said he wasn't human. He might have done it. I didn't do it. Well, Joe, thank you. I really appreciate your time. I know you're busy yeah. with your legal work, and uh, we'll be back in the studio next week. But once this, once you get through the next few hurdles, I want to have you back on and update update our hey. audience because they're very interested in all this. Sounds great. I'm going pheasant hunting uh, for four days after going to see Linwood, so I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna enjoy, enjoy shooting some birds, and I'll That's send you some I'll send you some birds. Huh? That's a lot of fun. That's one of the most fun, fun things to do ever. Yeah, it is. All right. All right. God bless you, Todd.